this episode, I will day hike on Cades Cove Loop Road in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. First, I'd like to thank all of the new listeners to the podcast. This podcast has listeners all over the planet, including Spain, Ireland, Turkey, Argentina, Australia, the UK, Slovakia, Sweden, Mexico, Canada, and the US. Thank you for your support. Please let any hiker friends you have know about this podcast. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park is located in western North Carolina and eastern Tennessee. The park covers over 816 square miles of mountainous terrain and is the most visited national park in America. In addition to its mountains, it's well known for its waterfalls, forests, trails, and wildlife. It was established as a national park in 1934. Historically, this area was occupied by successive cultures of indigenous people, with the Cherokee being the most recent prior to European settlement. Most of the Cherokee were forcibly removed from this region due to the Indian Removal Act signed by Andrew Jackson in 1830. However, one group of Cherokees acquired land in what is now known as Cherokee, North Carolina, and the Qualo Boundary Reserve, which is south of the park. This group is recognized by the U.S. government as the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. The primary entrances to the park are in Cherokee, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and Townsend, Tennessee. The park contains some of the taller mountains in the eastern U.S., including Clingman's Dome with an elevation of 6,643 feet. There are 850 miles of trails and unpaved roads in the park, making it a hiker's paradise. There are no fees to enter the park, but there is a $5 parking fee if you're going to park for more than 15 minutes. Wildlife found in the park include black bear, white-tailed deer, bobcats, coyotes, red and gray fox, bald eagle, and elk, which were reintroduced to the park in 2001. Cades Cove was the home of numerous settlers before the park was created and is the most popular destination in the park due to the preserved homesteads located there and the beautiful scenery. I recently discovered that the 11-mile loop road in Cades Cove is closed to auto traffic and reserved for hikers and bicyclists on Wednesdays during the summer. So I'm going to hike the loop on a Wednesday in late June. I expect that this will be a pleasurable hike and hopefully we'll get a lot of great photos and see a lot of wildlife. So I'm a little better than halfway on my hike. Um, taking a little break underneath a huge oak tree, having a snack and some water. Uh, interestingly, when I got here this morning, which was fairly early, I got here about 9 a.m., the parking lot was full, and I had to wait a while until parking opened up for me. So there's there's not a great deal of parking here uh, on these Wednesdays when they, when they close the road to traffic. To my surprise, the road is actually paved. I was expecting a dirt road, so it's been real easy going, very, very easy hiking conditions. Uh, there are some small hills and mountains <clears throat> that you go up and down, but nothing that's particularly uh, difficult. 
There are a ton of people on bicycles here. All ages, uh, just unbelievable number of people and a surprisingly large number on electric bikes. Um, there are hikers, but a lot fewer. The uh, scenery here is quite beautiful. It reminds me a lot of Lamar Valley and Yellowstone. Huge open areas of, of grasslands surrounded by mountains. The main difference is it's not teeming in wildlife. So far today, I have seen some wild turkey. Got a really good photo of one quite up close that I'll put on my Instagram page uh, after after the podcast is posted. Saw a bear, uh, but it was at quite a distance, and a groundhog. So that's really been it as far as wildlife. So hopefully I'll see a lot more on my next part of the loop. So now I'm about done with my uh, break, and I'm going to get up and shake the bugs off of me that seem to want to crawl on me under this tree and carry on with the rest of the hike. The rest of my hike went well. The only additional wildlife I saw was another large wild turkey. Total distance hiked was 11.7 miles. The additional distance is because of having to park in the overflow parking area, which is further from the start of the road. The scenery continued to be great, even if there wasn't a lot of wildlife. Since the meadows didn't have any large herds of anything in them, they're likely to be maintained by the park crew. The reason that I suspect this is that many years ago, I worked a summer for the Forest Service. Part of my job was to help maintain wildlife openings, which is what they called large meadows on national forest land. The openings are designed to make sure that grazing animals have plenty of grass and weeds to eat. If a meadow isn't maintained, then over time, large bushes take over and trees and turn the meadow back into woods again. Part of my job was to cut down or pull up small saplings that had sprouted up in the meadows. They get there from seeds and bird droppings or animal droppings or squirrels kindly planting nuts in the meadows that they found elsewhere. In meadows where lots of animals are grazing frequently, this is not a problem. On the second half of the hike, I also saw preserved homesteads and barns, which were pretty cool. Looking at them, it's pretty easy to see how much more challenging their lives were than ours are today. On the first half of the hike, there were three small preserved churches, which look almost like they might still hold services in them, but who would go there for church? So maybe they're just preserved buildings as well. I think it would be very difficult to hike on this road on the other days of the week when they allow auto traffic. I've heard the loop can get very backed up with cars on most days. I think it would be even more challenging to ride a bicycle there if cars were on the road. I assume you can hike and bike on the road on the other days of the week, but I don't actually know. Clearly, the primary users of this road on Wednesdays are people on bicycles. I think it would be a lot of fun to ride a bike on the road, and I saw a lot of families with children also riding bikes. 
so I don't think it would be difficult. I saw a handful of runners on the loop, and I guess no more than 10% of the people I saw were hiking. It does make a nice scenic hike, and I didn't find it too challenging. I would recommend the hike if you're traveling to the area. The nearest airport to the Tennessee side of the Smoky Mountain National Park is Knoxville, and the nearest on the North Carolina side is Asheville. My drive took me through Sevierville and Pigeon Forge, then to Townsend, which is where the entry to that side of the park is located. Pigeon Forge is an overdeveloped tourist town with amusement parks, hotels, restaurants, shops, and dinner theaters. I found the traffic there to be extremely slow and congested. If you can find a route that avoids Pigeon Forge, then you might want to take that route instead. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate your support. Please remember to tell your friends about it. Shortly after this episode has been published, I will upload a few photos to my Instagram account. My Instagram name is Goosehiken. That's G-O-O-S-E-A-H-I-K-I-N. Once again, thanks for your support. A final thought. Enjoying the great outdoors is exciting and fun, but don't engage in strenuous physical activities that are beyond your capabilities or your physical condition. Make sure you know what wildlife you may encounter on your journey so you can be prepared. Also make sure that you carry an emergency medical kit, water, and a map, and always stay on the trail.